Hello and welcome to our show, Film Talk with AJ Dean. I'm AJ Dean, your host, and I have the incredible and very consistent, always there and ever faithful <laughs> co-host with me, Paul Votto. Hey, Paul. Hi, AJ. Uh, you put me on the spot now because in the future, I'm going to have to continue to be consistent and available. Uh, so the, I've been put on the spot, but I appreciate being here, especially today. And we're talking to such a, a wonderful guest. So thank you for having me, AJ. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Wasn't that very smart of me to include that? We have a very, very special VIP and gorgeous and beautiful. And my friend in the building, she is wonderful. Her name is Joelle Rigetti. She's an actress, singer, and entertainer. She's a special VIP. She's a lot. She's been on Las Vegas uh, shows uh, so so many all over the place. Let's give her a very warm welcome. Hello, Joelle. How are you, my friend? Hello. Good evening. Is it evening? <laughs> Good <Yes>. evening. <laughs> it's so great, great to be here tonight. Thank you so very much for having me. It's a great evening, Joelle, because you are here. And, you know, I love you. I adore you. And I'm going to get right into it. Um, you are amazing. You have done so many. You're the epitome of what a star is in Las Vegas. And I'll tell you why. Because you change with the times and you have a variety of things that you do. And so you're constantly evolving. And I love that about you, Joelle. So mm -hmm. I just want to jump right into it. And um, I want to uh, share with everybody the two uh, posters, movie posters. They're wonderful on the screen. We have Faith Wins and um, Faith Wins and also Billy Toppet. So Joelle was in both of these. Let's talk about Faith Wins. You ju it just premiered this week. I'm so yeah. excited. Congratulations. Over to you, Joelle. Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, this movie was really kind of um, uh, just an exciting addition to my schedule. Um, last year, I was approached um, by Rich Natoli, who is the writer of this film. Rich actually saw me in Billy Toppet, and he cast me um, uh, kind of because of what he saw um, on the screen. And, and, and that was kind of cool. Um, him and, and John Pate and John Michael Hightower, um, they had kind of worked together on the idea for this film that he wrote. Um, so the film, um, is, uh, it's really cool. It's about a Las Vegas comedian who is very successful and, um, within a very short time um, on the screen, they portray that he uh, loses everything and ends up on the streets as a homeless person. And um, uh, he meets up with a character by um, who's portrayed by Bruce Baum. And Bruce Baum has been a, a comedy um, writer, performer for many years and um, been on several things. If you read his accolades, he's really done a, a ton of stuff um, in the comedy world, but he portrays this character and um, has a dog named Ro Roddy, Ro Roddy, it's Roddy. And so it, it actually is his dog in real life that he got to play the part. 
But um, back in uh, February of, of this year of 2022, I went up to California and we shot um, for about four days um, up there. And uh, it was really quite cool. Um, and then they, uh, they make it look like we were in Las Vegas, obviously, but um, uh, yeah, so he wanders into this church that I'm the pastor of. And initially, he appears there because his dog keeps disappearing. And every time he disappears, he ends up at our property and we feed him. And so the day that the dog appears with his owner, that is Rich Natoli. Um, and so uh, Rich shows up with his dog and um, that's how he um, comes to the church. And so he ends up getting fed in more ways than one and getting saved and finding his path again and um, returning to the stage in Las Vegas. And so it's a, it's a very happy, heartfelt film um, about someone who loses their, their way and then finds their way again. And um, that's the hope with the homeless is that they are able to find their way again. Um, because I think we all lose our way, whether we end up on the street or end up in our own closet. I think we all kind of get lost. And so the message in the movie is important. Not that uh, we won't lose it, but that we will find our way um, again. And hopefully through the beauty of a spiritual journey um, and in my uh, experience in this film, it's through Jesus Christ. So it's really cool. I love it. I love it. What a beautiful story. And you play a pastor uh, in this movie, <laughs> Joel. How fitting because you were recently ordained this year, right? I was. I, um, I went on a journey about four years ago and entered into Bible college and had no idea what I was doing. Um, I own and operate a very small wedding officiant business and I cater to elopements. And it was through this process of four years that I came to realize that I have a heart for people in hospice care. And so it's my hope to go into hospice care. I had no idea that I was going to be ordained. I merely went to my church of 30 years and said, hey, I graduated Bible college. I've been a volunteer here for 30 years. Now I have a degree. Can I just get a blessing? And they said, well, we're going to do one better. We're going to ordain you. And I'm not on staff there. They've never ordained someone who wasn't on staff. So it was an interesting um, journey for me and uh, one that I really enjoyed. So it was cool. What an honor. Don't you think, Paul? What a great honor. What? Yeah, what a what a great honor and what a journey. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, you're, you're also speaking through here, whether they're listening or watching, you know, to someone, you know, so that's always nice to share your story and connect with someone. And I think, by the way, I think Bruce Baum is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I've known about him forever. I'm in Vegas as well. So, um, but I've, I've been a big fan of Bruce Baum since, uh, I'm going to date myself here, but probably since the 80s, you know, since uh, he, he was doing his comedy and uh, I've, I've kind of followed him, uh, his career as far as him being a writer and things like that. So I would yeah. love to meet him. So congratulations and congratulations on your journey. 
Yeah, thank you. And first of all, I just want to say so nice to meet you, Paul. I have um, watched you from afar. You also have, um, you know, a, a great career yourself. And so it's an honor to meet you. So <laughs> thank you. I'm surprised that we haven't uh, met IRL in Las Vegas, but I have a feeling that soon enough that we will. And I'm here to support, you know, anything that you're doing or performing. I mean, I, I know that you've been an icon and, and, uh, and uh, you've been on some hit shows here in Las Vegas. And I can't believe I thought I saw, I think I saw somewhere that you've, you've been doing it for like 20 some years. I'm like, did you start when you were like 10 or 11? What, what's the Las Vegas water, Paul? It's really good for your skin. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Must be. I'm going to start drinking more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, actually, and showering. It's four decades that I have been um, working in Las Vegas. And uh, yeah, I, I have, um, I have really enjoyed that journey with working with some of the longest running Las Vegas production shows that are no longer here. Um, I started with the Follies Berger in the eighties, um, which ran for 50 years at the fall at the Tropicana hotel. And uh, yeah, go Every, ahead. Grayson. Everybody knows about the Follies Berger and you were one of them, Joel, what an incredible life you were having. Well, you know, I mean, I, I was 15 when I got in the show and uh, I was going to high school and I remembered sitting in between shows um, doing my homework. There was another gal. Her name was Kelly and her and I got hired. and We were both in high school. And so, you know, it was kind of an interesting way to grow up. Um, and, and that was actually the first place that I met Lance Burton. Lance Burton had a 10 at uh, a 15 minute silent magic act in the middle of the Follies Berger show. And he used to walk down the hallway with a white painted face and his tuxedo on with his tails in his cane and top hat. And he would walk very slow. And at the time I didn't know that he was loaded with birds, you know, because he would produce all these birds. And so he would walk very kind of, um, kind of like a mannequin. So, you know, like a mannequin that came to life and didn't move very much, didn't really move his face and didn't really talk. And he didn't talk in his act. And it wasn't until um, about, oh, let me say maybe nine years, eight years, nine years later, when I um, showed up at an audition for his show. And at that time uh, he was appearing at the Hacienda Hotel and um, people didn't leave his show. If you got in Lance's show, chances are you didn't leave. You didn't do anything to mess that up because the pay was great. He also gave us um, retirement um, money and matched our retirement, which was unheard of for a production show. And he also was very generous and his word was good. He didn't treat you like a replaceable object, which a lot of these production shows do. When you get older, um, it's just part of it that they come for you to get off of their stage. Um, and it's a difficult thing to, to happen to um, performers. Now, I can tell you, that in the four decades that I have worked in Vegas, the 18 years I stayed with Lance, I fought to stay that same size and shape. And um, as a magician's assistant and a contortionist, you have to stay a certain way. You can't 
gain weight because you won't be able to get in your suitcase or his suitcase if you <laughs> and I <love> so, that. <laughs> so um I had to stay quite fit and I um everybody that I worked with we stayed for a long time. I mean, I was the longest one there for 18 years, but girls stayed for 12, 15 years. And usually we had our babies there and we built our families there. And, you know, um, my son is 17 now, but I remembered being pregnant with him and I will never forget asking Lance, well, when will you know when my last day in the show is <laughs> and he said, Oh, you will know. And so one night, um, he, in the very beginning of the show, he would bring a suitcase on stage and he'd say, my daddy always told me never leave home without a six pack and he'd clap his hands and one by one, we'd pop out of the box. Well, he clapped his hands and I was number two and he said, Joelle, well, Joelle didn't come out. Oh, wow. I got stuck because my stomach had started to grow. I was almost four months pregnant and he clapped again and I didn't come out. And underneath were these girls shoving me to get out of the suitcase. Oh my God. And so, although I made it out at that show, afterwards he called me in the dressing room and he said, Joelle, that'll be your last show. Oh, <laughs> wow. And then, of course, we were always invited back, permitting we came back in great shape after three months. And we all did. So it was cool. But anyway, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Understandable. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure and I'm sure worth it. I'm, I'm sure uh, oh. having your child was worth <laughs> been yeah. missing the show for three months. Yes. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I love that story. Uh, uh, what an incredible share, Joelle. Um, really, it, it, it's, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to fit. I, I, I wouldn't fit now. And I probably wouldn't have been able to fit then. You don't know that. <laughs> but no, I, what happens, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but when in Rome, you know, and it's like, when you're in a magic show and you learn the ropes and you love it and you love what you do, you'll do whatever you need to, to stay there, you know, and that's kind of how it was for all of us. So. What a lovely, uh, you are my Italian sister. And yeah. so what a lovely experience um, uh, and a generous man. So let's give a shout out to Mr. Lance Burton. Yeah. Say yeah. hi. And thank you so much, Mr. Burton, for all of those what a wonderful memory Joelle has, and we give much love and respect to you. I yeah. did want to also talk about Billy Toppett because that is, I mean, he chose you. You're right here in the front laying down. That's you on the movie poster, Joelle and Paul. Yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Tell us about yeah. that. So right before he closed the show in 2010, um, he announced that he was going to um, film this movie that he wrote. He co-wrote this film um and uh so with michael Godot, and so we started shooting the film in 2010 and i kid you not it took almost five years to film that movie <laughs> it didn't come out till 2015 and it was funny because the very first year we started filming my son was three years old by the time the very last scene was shot he was in the first scene by the time the, the third year came around, he was in the birthday scene. Then he was in the very last scene and he had three stages of his life in that movie. It was like, oh, he was a little boy. He was a baby. And then he was five at the birthday party. And then he was seven, you know, and it was like, holy cow. So yeah, we laugh about that. Um, 
but uh yeah it did take five years to shoot that film and um i i just adore lance he's a he's a just an amazing uh, human being and um i'm still in touch with him he was here uh, about two months ago and we had dinner a bunch of us and he still keeps in touch with all of us and he's just a great guy i just adore him he's a you wonderful love him guy. you love him and, and i know he loves you too and yeah. and and what a, a honor as well to be chosen for his film and yes joelle it takes sometimes five years i'm very thankful that it got made because i've heard some productions go on for years um isn't that right paul yeah, I mean, it's it's for one thing almost impossible to get something done, uh, and then other times it, it it goes on for years. You know, I've worked on stuff that they were like, yeah, we were pitching this fifteen years ago, and now we're finally doing it. Or you know, you start shooting, and it depends on your budget and time constraints. So, yeah, well done that it was actually made. And um, yeah, you put five, you put show business people in a movie. Chances are, if they're good, they're going to be working. So good luck getting them on. <laughs> you know. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent. That's right. That's right. Right. And also, um, speaking of wonderful productions, you have also been in an episode of Hell's Kitchen with Mr. Gordon Ramsay. That's his show. Let's mm -hmm. talk about that, Joelle. Uh, tell us about that. So um, many years ago through Lance Burton, um, every year Lance Burton would do a um, an NBC special. And through that special, all of us were able to get in the SAG union. So which was a, a very nice lucky break to have that. And lo and behold, uh, right before COVID, I was approached by a casting director in LA. I, I'm on Actors Access and a few other platforms. And I occasionally will go after different, you know, minor roles and things because I like to act. And so anyway, not everything that I've done has appeared on national television, but I've done a lot of stuff. So a lot of B-roll things and so anyway, uh, this this part came along, um, casting director contacted me and said, we are actually um, looking for uh, someone to marry a couple on the Gordon Ramsay show. Now, I'm a minister and I have that business. And so they looked me up on Google and found out that I was in SAG. And they said, are you, you know, legitimate in SAG? Because we want to hire you to come on and marry this couple. I said, yeah. So then a week later, they called me back and they said, well, we've changed it now. And now we're doing um, we're doing a party and we need a party planner, not a, a wedding officiant. Um, are you interested? Because we know that you're an officiant. So we don't know if we can convince you. And I said, well, as an actress. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they right. said, well, are you capable of being really bossy and very mean? And I said, I can put on any shoe and be whatever so they said well this uh is off script you're going to be wearing a wire we're going to tell you what to say and we're going to expect you to be as mean as a fire breathing dragon and i was like okay oh what fun <laughs> so that's how it was paul what do you say <laughs> i love it and it's so much easier than improvising when they're feeding you the lines, you just have to act. I mean, come on, how great is that? And who doesn't like to, you seem like such a nice person yes. and I'm sure you are, 
but what a great role where you get to kind of play the opposite and be super mean. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you go to my website, I believe the clip is on my website. Or you can go to YouTube and just Google Joelle Rigetti um, and you'll find it on there. Um, but yeah, the website is joelrigetti.com. So yeah, so that was really fun. We had a we had a good time. I had a good time shooting that. And those people thought I was just as mean as as a as a red ant. You did a wonderful job. I have seen it and you did an outstanding job. You play the part perfectly and uh, very direct and to the point and, and no, you know, no flowers or anything, just right to it. This is what's needed. And you did a very good job, Joelle. So bravo I want to talk to about you. a few more things. Raising Hope. That was in 2011. Yeah. Tell us mm -hmm. about that, Joelle, please. Same thing. Um, I, I'm a SAG actress and I would go on open calls and there was an opportunity for that Raising Hope to, to come through Vegas and they did an open casting call and they wanted to cast this drunk person. <laughs> they wanted somebody who's drinking. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. So, it was fun. So I ended up getting cast um, and uh yeah, it was cool. I had a good time. That was a very difficult shoot because I was still working in Lansburg. No, I was in uh, Vegas, the show. Um, and uh, the, the shoot took place on my days off. So I was off Sunday, Monday, and it just so happened to fall on my days off. It was like kismet, right? And I remember I got off work on Saturday night and I had to be on set at midnight. So I went on set. And we shot the scene at like four o'clock in the morning, one of them. Then they sent us home. We had to be back at five in the afternoon. We shot from five at night till five in the morning the next day. Then they let us go home again till five in the afternoon. And we shot again from five at night till five in the morning. By the third day, oh my, I was like, I found myself on a break laying on the floor in the casino on the ground because I was so tired. Oh. you know it was crazy but uh there was a whole wedding scene and like there were all these different things that happened in that episode and believe it or not i'm still getting residual checks from that episode who knows so whatever you yeah. never know I love it. Um, yeah. You you talked. You mentioned a Vegas the show. You yeah. know, pa Paul. You might have even seen Follies uh, Joel on stage in Follies Berger. If you ever saw that, um, no, it would have been in no. the eighties. You, you 80s. probably wouldn't have. Oh, okay, uh -huh. okay, maybe not. But um, Vegas the show. Paul, did you ever see that? I want to ask Joel about that. I I'm trying. I can't That's remember if I saw it, but Hollywood. I, and that was like the best of Vegas, right? It had little shows. It had. Uh, sections of shows from different Vegas shows or what was what was Vegas to show because I think I may well, have seen it when I first moved to Vegas it, it started in 2010 and what they did was they tried to mosh all yes. the different ideas from Las Vegas from showgirls to the rap yep. pack to all the headliners that ever came through Las Vegas all these different pieces even down to Tina Turner and Cher and <clears throat> Sonny and Cher and um and it told a story um, and it started out, the opening scene was with Eric Jordan Young. He was the star of the show and he would come out and he would, he would sweep the stage. And then, you know, um, 
it was like a, the neon boneyard is how the show started. They had the, they it reenacted the neon boneyard and he brought it to life. And then it went from, you know, one scene to the next, let's go back in time. And they brought you all the way back to, you know, like just, it was crazy. And they had a, a 12 piece band and it, it was really cool. And it's still running. Um, it closed for three years uh, during COVID and it just literally reopened like six weeks ago. And oddly enough, I went back and auditioned because I knew they were going to reboot it. And it's been 10 years since they opened it. Um, they re they opened it in 2010. In 2020, they were going to do a reboot and then COVID happened. And I had gotten a hold of David um, Sachs, who's the producer. And I said, hey, man, why don't you bring back some of the original cast and yeah. let us release some of the, you know, come back for one night. Like, let us, you know, we're original cast members. We put that thing on the map. Let us do it. But yeah. um, he didn't do it. So, <laughs> but anyway, that's okay. Oh, well, you know what? I always love it when people uh, give their word and then they follow up uh, and yeah, do yeah. it. But uh, I'll definitely have to come in and check out the show uh, if you recommend it. <laughs> but if you're not in it, uh, I don't know. No reason to go see it, maybe. <laughs> I think it's a great show. I mean, uh, you know, I tip my hat to the show. I think there's some very talented entertainers in Las Vegas. And the fact that they can still be on a stage and do a production show every night, man, I, I'm all for it. That's what I did for four decades. You know, I did six nights a week, two shows a night for for years. You know, the fact that I'm not working every night is sometimes is weird. Um, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I, I <laughs> sure, work sure. every night. Um I, I still perform. I still, I have bands and I play in lounges and I do all kinds of stuff, you know. I was um, just going to talk about that. Let's talk about yeah. your singing. Where are you singing at? You've been all over the place. Yeah. Um, you have Joelle and the Gypsies. That's your band, right, Joelle? Yeah. yeah. So during COVID, um, I was in Rat Pack. I had done about six years in Rat Pack as a special guest artist. And during COVID, as you know, everybody got shut down and things changed. And so um, I just put a project together. I put Joelle and the Gypsies together and I've been playing lounges and doing ambient music was what they called it during COVID. But um, uh, um, every Wednesday I'm at Siena Trattoria. So Paul, since you're in Vegas, you should come to Siena. Um, actually tomorrow night, which is Saturday, I'm at the Tuscany in the lounge. I don't know if you're doing anything. It's free. Uh, it's from 7.30 to 11 and would love to meet you in person. I don't know if, if you're doing anything, but come on down to the Tuscany. It's a great lounge. I would, I, I have a special place in my heart, uh, Tuscany. Uh, I remember, uh, it, it's, um, it, cause it wasn't overwhelming. I remember when I made, for, before I moved to Vegas, visiting and finding it because i was just starting to play poker and they used to have a poker room i i don't know if they still do or, or not uh but i always enjoyed it there because the, the ambiance and it was a small casino mm -hmm. it wasn't overwhelming it just felt quieter and nicer so yeah if anyone's listening to this they should definitely get themselves to tuscany and is that are you there every saturday I'm there every third Saturday of the month. I'm the resident there every third Saturday. But every Wednesday, I'm at Siena Trattoria. And then um, once a month, I try to appear somewhere, whether it's at Sterling Club or Sand Dollar. I'm at the Sand Dollar Lounge, I think, on uh, the 21st, I think it is. Wait, let me double check that. But yeah, um, so, you know, every week I try to uh, to appear somewhere and reappear. I'm uh, 21st. I'm at the Sand Dollar Lounge on Spring Mountain. That's a great grunge bar. 
it's a lot of fun. It's been there for a long time. And, so, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I do, um, I also worked for legends and because I was in Vegas, the show I didn't share. And so once in a while I do share. Um, so yeah, you know, sometimes I'll moonlight as share. I do a lot of birthday events as share special events. There's a couple of agencies that I'm with and they hire me to just do stupid stuff, sing happy birthday as share or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and you've also but, done uh, Celine Dion, right? You've also I've, done Celine Dion. I've done Celine Dion. I've done Celine Dion weddings. No, but um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I've, I've been known to do characters. Chris, my husband and I also have two very successful lucrative shows that we perform both here in Vegas and in the East coast. One is a tribute to Johnny Cash and June Carter. Um, and the other one is called Sinatra and Friends. And um, Sinatra was seen with so many different iconic women. He's been known to moonlight with many different um, female singers. And so we reenact a lot of those things, um, even with his own daughter, Nancy, um, Nancy Sinatra, that he, uh, that he, you know, performed with a lot. And, um, so we have that great show that we do a lot. Um, especially in the East coast, once a year, we're booked out in a wine vineyard there with a nine piece band. And, uh, so yeah, it's cool. Joelle, you're a wonderful singer. I have seen Joelle at the Italian American club and I enjoyed it so very much. And it's so cute how she sings up there. Her, she's got great costumes and she's beautiful. She's got a lovely voice, great personality, lovely heart. And so yeah. please check Joelle out and um, go and watch her sing. She is fabulous. Um, let's talk about the Gypsy Mobile Minister and what you do and all that great stuff. So um, in the year 2015, um, I was going through some changes in my life and um, I had a friend of mine help me put the business on its feet. I came to the reality um, when I was in between jobs, I was driving a limousine and I um, got hired to work at a wedding chapel and it became apparent to me that people want it brought to them mobile. And so um, I started researching and I ended up um, getting a minister's license and um, and I realized that uh, doing mobile weddings was really kind of uh, sort of like the new thing in Las Vegas. And so I grew my business. And um, as my business grew, not only do I do mobile weddings, but I mean, I, I also am partnering with the prisons and the jails. I've done federal prison weddings because, you know, people sometimes just need to get legally married to handle different affairs. And then as I went back to school and I got my bachelor's degree in ministry, um, now I'm doing more funerals and um, I laugh and say I either marry or I bury. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the truth of the matter is, is that, um, there's really three businesses that'll never go under the wedding business, the funeral business, and the baby business. You know, people are always going to have babies. Unfortunately, I'm not in the baby business, but, um, you know, I do baby dedications and oftentimes, uh, people of faith, um, like to dedicate their children to um, agree to raise them in a Christ-centered home. And that's a baby dedication. Um, there's baptisms in the Catholic faith, and we believe in um, in dedicating our children and raising them um, with those beliefs. And uh, so, yeah, so my business, the Gypsy Mobile Minister, is very lucrative. Um, you can find me on the internet if you Google mobile ministers. And um, 
I'm not a gypsy, obviously, by definition, um, but I call myself a gypsy because I feel like I live out of my car. I mean, I'm all over Las Vegas doing something every day. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. You're mobile. You're you're all over uh, the territory. Yeah. And uh, so it what a wonderful service that you were doing. I want to thank you so much for that, because it's so needed spiritually yeah. and you're perfect for it, Joelle. Um, because of your heart and you're grounded and you're centered and you bring a balanced, calm and loving um, atmosphere and environment and energy. And so you. you're, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful what you're doing. And Thank I'm you. so, so proud of you. Paul, did you want to share something or ask a question? You, uh, it was amazing. My question was actually, had you ever performed at the Italian American club? And you know what? Oh. I may have seen it on your Instagram so, yeah. so, uh, but, uh, so I maybe already knew that, but that was my first uh, reaction was, I wanted to know if you'd ever performed because uh, when we first moved to Vegas, we lived within walking distance right around the corner from the Italian American club. That's where we, we bought a house here in 09 at the bottom of the mm -hmm. market. So um, it, it was, it was very affordable. And mm -hmm. I remember going to the Italian American club, you know, thinking like, well, it's a private club. I don't know if, if it's open to the public, but then finding out that it sure was, you know, for dinner and yeah. had an amazing experience there. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I, I also want to know, have you worked with, or do you know Frankie uh, Shinta? Shinta? Yeah, I know Frankie. I've never worked with him. Um, you know, funny, I want to back up because um, my family moved here in 69. And when I was a little girl, we used to go to the Italian American club and that place has been there for years. And so oftentimes when I play there, I always say, this is like coming home because I grew yeah. up here. I actually just got married in August and I got married at the Italian American club. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So my husband and I are both Italian. And so it was just very fitting for us. We got married in the Sinatra room and my husband is the Sinatra in the Rat Pack is back. So <laughs> anyway, the Sinatra room was sort of fitting for us. It was a very intimate affair. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. Congratulations, by the way. Yes. Congratulations, Joelle. That is so, so wonderful. And um, I did want to say we have to start wrapping it up. I'm so sorry. It's gone so fast, but we're going to do heart messages and go around to everyone and share their heart messages with the world. What you want people to know, it can be a shout out. It can be um, just a share, a message, or it can be uh, a motto or what you believe or what you think the world needs to hear. Yeah. So let's um, let's go ahead. Uh, I do want to say thank you, Joelle, for being such a wonderful guest. And um, let's start with Paul. Paul, over to you for your heart message for this week. Wonderful. I, I, I'm not sure if so much a heart message, but I do want people to know that, you know, Vegas is not just this debaucherous sin city. It, it can be. And it is a lot of times when you come here for, for a very short period of time. But Vegas is such an amazing community and it's not just the strip there's so much more to las vegas you know i was uh, downtown vegas inside binion's casino for 10 years myself with vato cigars um so uh, you know vegas is definitely a place where you can come grow a community grow with the community and raise a family here it's a it's, it's an amazing city that's not just what we picture it when you just come here as, as a tourist so sorry it's not so much a heart message but also, uh, you know, if you work hard, uh, you can make a career here that takes you even outside of Vegas, you know, to Hollywood, to other places to perform. 
So uh, yeah, definitely consider Vegas as an option when uh, when things get crazy and other places of the country. This is such a such a great place uh, to live and raise a family and to be. And if anyone wants to get a hold of me, I'm at paulvato.com. So please uh, reach out to me there. And if you go to vato.tv, uh, you can maybe buy my new book, The Kama Susia, which is a parody sex guide. Uh, and of course, Vato Cigars. So Wait, just reach out if you're looking I for cigars. Cigar. I love cigars. Do you have any espresso cigars? Bring me one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, bottle cigars, we don't make a flavored one. Not yet. We've always wanted to, to add one. Uh, and, I, you know, definitely coffee would be a, a flavored cigar that we would add or vanilla, coffee, etc. But yeah, uh, right we, we make excellent cigars, mild but very flavorful, all the way to very full full body. But yeah, I would love to treat you to a Vato cigar. Nice. I, I would adore that. My husband and I would absolutely sponsor, sponsor that, man. I, I, I'm all about it. I think it's important. Wonderful. I think women should. Uh, and oddly enough, I got this candy cigar tonight from a wedding that I did. <laughs> so, ah, amazing. And if you ever need cigars for, for one of your guests, I mean, if, if they're like, hey, we would like to, we can also personalize them. I can personalize them with their name or if you need cigars with your name and your oh, husband's no. name or your company name to hand out i can do that with yes. with uh, labels yeah let's let's talk about that definitely let's let's discuss I, we're on grape grape is one of my my favorite flavors i think that's a purple cigar isn't it uh yeah it's a great gum cigar yep. i can i can i can barely see it but i can tell i know what it is <laughs> joel here you and i are together yes Play it again, Sam. Play it again, Sam. <laughs> awesome. I, this is the first time that someone has matched me. I'm so thrilled. You are such my sister. Is That's because Paul? we're in tune, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> love you, girl. I love you too, Joelle. So, Joelle, over to you. Thank you, Paul, for that. Joelle, over to you for your heart message for this week. Hey. You know what? I always tell this to my son, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's it. That's the key. Just do what you love and you know, never give up because you don't know what's coming. You don't know what's coming. You, you think you do, but you don't. So. Anyway. I love that. I love that. And how can people get a hold of you, Joelle, if they want to cast you for their film or for their event? Oh, I'm joelregetti.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Joel and the Gypsy Band. I'm also uh, Joel. I'm the Gypsy Mobile Minister on Instagram. I'm the Gypsy Mobile Minister on Facebook, um, and uh, I'm also on Actors Access under Joel Regetti. And um, yeah, or you can just go to YouTube and Google me, and you'll find all kinds of fun stuff. Wonderful, wonderful. And I love your website too. Your website is so, so beautiful, Joelle. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joelle, for being such an amazing guest tonight. You know, you're one of my, this is one of my favorite shows because I love you so much. Yeah. Um, and, and we're friends and you mean so much to me. And my heart message is uh, what you said also. I'm going to piggyback on what you said, Joelle. No, have no regrets. And have no fear because if you do if you do have a spiritual belief system and you believe in that with all your heart, then you will have no fear no matter what. 
So I bless everybody in our audience and um, prayers to everyone uh, for the future. And thank you so much for watching this episode. Please subscribe and support Paul Vato at paulvato.com and Paul Vato presents his podcast. Please support Joel Rigetti, the Gypsy Mobile Minister. And also please subscribe and uh, like and comment for us. Thank you so much from Film Talk, Film Talk with hey. AJ Dean. And and until next time, what do you say, Joel? Hey, thank you, AJ. And thank you, Paul. I appreciate your time. It's been wonderful. <laughs> thank you.